The RPG After Years is part of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Find out more at probablywork.com. Welcome to the RPG After Years, your weekly show covering all things RPGs from the past, present, and future. This is an extra bonus mini-sode for the Fantasy Star 4 RPG Club. Or maybe I'll just decide this is episode 129. I'm kind of winging it. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Scott. And I'm your other co-host, Rich. The time has finally come. We are going to be kicking off the Fantasy Star 4 RPG Club with our first meeting about said club we're going to be covering the beginning of our space exploration up to the wreckage area so uh you ready to get into it rich yeah let's do this all right everyone quiet down all rise we're here today to bring to order the next session of the rpg club all in favor? All opposed? And looks like the eyes have it. Then let the RPG club commence! Okay, so let's see. We're, we're not going to try to belabor anything in, in, in specifics, but uh, how, do you, how are you feeling about the game so far, Rich? I'm okay with it. You I'm know, okay. I, everybody knows. Yeah, everybody knows my history with the series, uh, or at least the one game that I had. Um, it's okay. It's not bad. I'll just leave it at that. I kind of feel the same. Uh, I my fears are a little alleviated because I was worried this was going to be too retro and old school for even me. But I'm generally having a good, decent time. So far, I'm not having an amazing time, but I'm not disliking it either, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes um, sense. The battle systems are more fluid than I expected. Um, I think, like, the cutscene stuff is really cool. Like, it sounds like a lot of effort and care went into that. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's, like, it's pretty classic, you know, almost Dragon Quest-y style battle system. Um do you have like a favorite character or anything like that yet or no they're all pretty bland to me to be honest yeah i like alice she's kind of a boss bitch uh yeah <laughs> take, she gets what she wants and you you don't argue with her so <laughs> i do like that yeah i do like that in a woman yeah um i'm trying to think of other things i really hate that if you press the a button no matter what you're doing, that they stop and say, there's nothing here. <laughs> like, yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. She's like, why are you wasting time? I'm like, I didn't mean to do it. 
Yeah. I also really, maybe this is just me, but I really hate how like when you run or walk into a wall, instead of just stopping, they go sideways. So I'm like constantly trying to check something and then <laughs> I, I run against the wall and it go completely away from where I am. <laughs> My other favorite thing about the game so far is checking the kitchens and all the houses because Chaz always has a uh, a comment on how clean or dirty the kitchen is. So kitchen watch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't. You don't really need to check a lot of stuff because you don't get anything from it typically. So but anyway, oh man, I'll be honest with you, Rich. This uh, the the stuff here I've copy pasted from the wiki because um, I don't. <laughs> I don't really remember a lot the specifics of what actually happened. So. Well, I do in bullet points. Not a lot happens in the section. It really doesn't. Um, so when we get into this, it's going to be kind of quick, guys, just so you know. Not for the sake of being quick or anything, but it's just there's not a lot that happens in this in this section. Yeah. Um, towards the end of the section is when things start to pick up a little bit. So, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Um so the, the setup here is basically you, the main character is Chaz, who's kind of like this bum, kind of like bumbling, not idiot, but just like that archetype, I guess. Correct. Uh, he's a, he's just, he knew he's a new, new hunter. Right. If, if correctly, yeah. At the beginning of the game, Alice, who is a seasoned hunter, she kind of like promotes him like, Hey, you're full partner now. Um, which is cool for him, I guess. The game takes place in a world that used to be uh, some kind of like uh, paradise, but has since fallen into like the world is dying. Everything's kind of fucked and people are just doing their best to get by, basically. Yeah. Um, so the game starts with you go into this academy uh, where a lot of smart people are raised and basically there's a monster that has appeared and it's appeared in the basement for some reason. Naturally. And, yeah. You meet up with... Um, the principal who seems very suspicious. Uh, he's just like, just do the job and take your money and don't ask questions. So, yep. Um, so you go into the basement and, you know, Alice thinks this is kind of weird because, uh, you know, monsters shouldn't be appearing in- inside buildings. Like what the fuck? Um, you also meet another character, Han, who is one of the, is he a student or a professor? At this he place? is, I, th- I think he's a student under the professor of uh some other professor holt right thanks i forgot about that and he wants to tag along with you to um like see for himself what's going on is that right yeah basically well and because his professor's gone he's missing so he's trying to figure out why there's this running gag where alice keeps making him pay for their services over and over like at every turn it's pretty funny so Um, anyway, so you go down to the basement and you find, by the way, I do like the monster designs. They're very like creepy and off-putting. Yeah. Uh, the first boss is this thing called a Xanafog. And basically you find that apparently they've been like growing the monsters in the basement. And at first you think it was the print, the headmaster that was, that caused that. But then it turns out that there's this bad guy named Zeo, like very villainous, villainous looking that threatened him basically that he would turn the students to stone or something. Is that right? Uh, yes. And he's like, stay out of, stay out of Burke Valley. Don't, don't go in there. Stay out of that. That's right. my area. So 
apparently Birth Valley is a part of the problem as far as where the monsters are coming from. And uh, Holland convinces Alice and Chaz to accompany him to go check it out and try to figure out what happened to Professor Holt, but not before having to turn over more money. So, <laughs> Yep, all about that money. So the next section is, is pretty basic. Um, you get to this town called uh, Zio, or not Zio, so you get to the town um, Zima, and basically that's where Professor Holt was supposed to go. But when you get there, find out everybody has turned to ash or turned to stone. So that's a shocking to everybody, and they try to figure out. Well, Alice remembers there is a cure for it. Um, it is called um, Alshaline. Something I think like that. Is what it, yeah. Uh, so basically. It's only attainable in a Motovian village, so it's down south from uh, Zima. So you basically just you know go straight to this place. You find out that um, that town is actually destroyed, and you meet uh, another guy um, who is that? What's that guy's name? Uh, Rune. Uh, Rune. Yeah. yeah. Blue hair. So I'm actually getting into your uh, yeah. Rune is there, um, and he's just Rune? like this. He's Kind of like this proficient sorcerer, right? Like he's actually, yeah. and he insults Chaz a lot, like his, uh, his intelligence. A bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you find out that that village is gone. It's been destroyed by Zio. Um, then you're not really sure, like, okay, what do we do? So Rune's like, there's a place that you can go. Um, it is, there's a native place that's there that has it. So you, you make your way up to there. But you actually stop in a town for Han's hometown. And I'll let you take that over. Right. So you kind of learn some of Han's backstory here. Apparently he's actually like a pretty famous person in his town. Like he made something of himself more than anybody else did from that town. Yep. You kind of meet his family. Um, Some people think Han's the greatest thing ever. Other people are like, how dare you show your face for some reason? He's engaged. Uh, Yes. You meet his wife. Uh, I think it might be fiance. I think you're right. Uh, and then that's just shocking to Alice because, like, they're just like, wait, you're somebody cares about you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for some reason, his dad's not proud of him because of the academic career. He's been disinherited. Um, and yeah, you just get kind of get some backstory on him here. Yeah. But then it's off to Tono, right? Yep, you go to Tono. So it's the there's natives in Tono. So Rune takes out some of the rocks using the magic. So it basically unblocks it, and you make your way through the dungeon. It's a very frog um, cutting the cliff in half moment. Yeah, basically. Uh, then you get to Tono, which is just a vill. It's a village elder, uh, a village of like beast people. Um, you actually go find grand. They look like Venonets. If like a Venonet was a humanoid. Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, Grandfather Dorn is the head of this place. Rune knows him. They, they, those two have a history with each other. So basically they, you know, make comments. Um, apparently Alyssa knows that guy as well. And he makes some weird comments about uh, Alice and uh, Alice punches him. He so is appropriately kind of punished. <laughs> yep. Um, so after a few discussion of everything, they talk about, you know, where this Asheline is. Um there's another person that's there. I think it's the grandson of Dorn. Um, Gyrus joins the party and guides them to the storehouse where Azaline is, which is weird why this storehouse is like full of monsters and it's like deep underground. Why not just have it like, oh, it's behind us. Here you go. Yeah. Um, so while you're doing that, Grandfather Dorn and Rune run off. They do their own little thing. Not really sure why. Um, 
they then, after get it, they make their way back to the village of Zima to basically turn everybody back to Unstone. And it happens as soon as you enter the, the village. Like, you don't have to talk to anybody to do anything. It just happens. A nice little cutscene happens. They talk about it. Um, once everybody's done, Gyrus decides that he's going to join the group to avenge his friends and family that were killed by Zio because that village was actually just there because they had to be there because Zio killed everybody and, and Malcolm. Um, so he wants his vengeance. Right. Um, as that as that happens, there is a I'm trying to think here. This I'll let you talk about this next part. Okay. So you get back to the village and then you unstone everybody and it looks like everything's hunky dory and everybody's happy. Um they're like talking about splitting up and all that, but then suddenly an explosion. <laughs> so you go off to investigate like what the fuck happened, why did it explode? Um you get to Birth Valley. There's a monster called an Igalanova. Uh, it shows up to terrorize everybody. So you defeat that. And then you go into Birth Valley. And then you find Professor Holt's team. Uh, and they're all injured. And they said that the professor is gone inside. So then you go inside the cave as well to try and save Professor Holt. Yep. Um, like I said, there's not a lot that happens in the section. Um, this is where this part takes the story really kicks off basically. Um, this is the Pomerian escape. So they're going into the structure that's inside this mountain in birth Valley. It's high tech. Um, it's like being ran by robots and you got some dungeon stuff. You eventually find the professor Holt. He's been saved by this thing called Rika, uh, a Newman, which is, um, hinted that Chaz has formed an intimate crush on an attractive young girl for a sight. So Han, uh, Chaz is being a creeper. Um, they then go through that with Rika, and they find an artificial intelligent database called Seed. Seed explains who Zio is, explains why the monster outbreak's happening. Uh, this whole there's several other places within this that um, control the world, and unfortunately, it's run rampant, and that's causing the world to die. Uh, Seed and Rika inform the party they cannot they can stop the monsters by shutting down all the control systems, including. Nervous, which is the central control system of Almatova. Um, you'll need to find and free Demi. It's an android, but Zio has taken uh, Demi. So now you have to leave die, leave this place and go find Demi, which is in the fort um, of Zio's. Seed asks you to take Rika. So I guess Rika can grow and learn and, you know, just be a part of it. Um, so, yeah, that is uh, that's that's uh, that part of that. But something else does happen. What happens? Yeah, so Rika is like this classic female android character, uh, pretty tropey. And uh, did you see that uh, Fantasy Star blanket that I found? No, I don't think I saw it. So while I, I was it. playing uh, the game, the uh, I was I was look, looking at the box art for some reason on Google Image Search, and then I just spotted randomly that you can buy like a throw blanket that just has a screenshot of the menu. And it has Rika's oh. face there. And I'm like, who is this for? Bill. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as the group's coming out of Birth Valley, Rika is, of course, amazed at how beautiful the sky is. Apparently, she's never been outside. Uh, and then Seed actually self-destructs, which blows up Birth Valley and blocking the entrance. Rika is devastated. But Alice tells her that they're going to carry on Seed's will, which... Uh, I thought that Seed was going to be like an evil AI, but yeah, uh, my so uh, my expectations were subverted in that way. Yep. That's basically where this uh, section ends. 
I'm yeah. glad we are going. We went back over that because I'm about to go play it now, and I forgot a lot of that. So it's <laughs> <laughs> good that you now have a little snapshot preview of yep. what happened last time. So I do appreciate that there is a story here. I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. It just hasn't really gripped me yet. I would say no. It's yep. it hasn't kicked off. Right. It's it's about to. I think it's about to get interesting. Yep. Okay, so let's jump into our listener feedback. Uh, from Frost, he says, the best thing I can say about this game is that it isn't grindy. I feel like I did a lot of grinding, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if it's only because we are in the early stages of the game, but all I've done is walk from town to dungeon to town to dungeon at the behest of Alice. The spell names are dumb. The menus can be infuriating. The music is absolute trash. I liked the track from the factory area, but other than that, I guess I agree with him. Yeah. Um... Even navigating the world is a pain since it auto-moves you along walls. Let's see. And if you hit A in the wrong place, it tells you there is no one to talk to. But at least the macro system is cool. I do like the macros. Fun note from the wiki. In the United States, the game retailed for just under $100. Whoa. Holy shit. I'm glad I had a SNES and not a Genesis back then. Hopefully this game picks up going forward, but I have my doubts. Maybe we'll get lucky and there will be some crystals to save. It's always about (laughs) the crystals with him. Yes. Um, ROB, Fantasy Star 4 is a great game and reminded me how lucky I was to have this, uh, SNES. Uh, but honestly, so far, it's a it's a so-so game. Music is forgettable. Graphics are okay for a time period. Uh, the controls are annoying outside of the battle. So sue me. I hit the wrong button. I don't need a dialogue box every time. Yes. Uh, spells and items uh, could be renamed for something slightly resembles what they are. Highly agree because it's stupid. That would be uh, nice. Yeah, the cutscenes are cool. I like the comic book style uh, of them. The story has potential that characters are okay. And I do like the old school battle system set up. So fingers crossed the game gets better. Agreed. Seems like we're all feeling about the same. Like we don't love it. We don't hate it. Yeah. JS says the lack of polish on this game really makes you appreciate what contemporary developers were able to do in RPGs on the SNES. Mechanically, this feels like a NES Dragon Quest with better graphics. I can see that. Not until the underground lab did I have to use techniques in battle. I switched to sometimes using a macro where everyone attacks and Han casts res. I started doing this too after I read that feedback, by the way. (laughs) Previously, I attacked exclusively and healed outside of battle if necessary. Though it's early in the game, so I'm hoping the combat simplicity is just a slow ease into the system. We'll see. The one challenging battle was the optional job you can take this segment to fight the sandworm. It took me a few tries. It was the first battler where I had really had to plan macros. One cool thing is the auto-targeting of heal spells with macros is so smart, and you can't replicate it with entering with entered commands. The aesthetics of the game reminds me of all the cash grab toy, mar- toy marketing car- cartoons of the 80s. Transformers, masks, GoBots, G.I. Joe, etc. I probably would have loved this game when I was a kid if it had come out five years earlier than it did. Some really good points there. That- I think I, I'm trying to remember if I beat the sandworm. I didn't. I remember getting my ass kicked, but I don't remember if I went back after that. Huh. I'll have to look into that in a minute. <laughs> um, and then we got some audio feedback from Caslow. If anybody wants to submit feedback in audio form, that is totally okay. Just try to keep it to around a minute. But here's what Caslow had to say. I have some experience with the Fantasy Star series, playing one and two, although not beating them. I almost beat Fantasy Star 1 and got about a third of the way through Fantasy Star 2, so some of the systems are not new to me. Of the games I've played, however, this seems to be the easiest so far. Fantasy Star 1 required a lot of grinding at the start, and Fantasy Star 2 threw you into terrible dungeons early on in the game. 
Here, however, everything seems really well-balanced and straightforward to start. Turning to the story, nothing so far seems great or terrible, nor has anything been particularly surprising if you've played other Fantasy Star games. The fleecing of Han, where Alice charges him money after every story beat, has hit the point of becoming comedy, but I worry if it keeps up, it'll just start becoming annoying. Overall, it's been great to enjoy a truly classic JRPG, one where you have to grind levels or money. Chrono Trigger, while being classic, doesn't really offer many reasons to grind. Here, though, it's almost necessary. Luckily, the macro system makes it less of a chore. I do have to complain about one thing before we go. When you go to speak to an NPC, if no one is there, you get a message that nothing's there. This became a big issue when I was chasing down a quicker-moving NPC, and he kept moving away as I clicked to speak. It was just constant. Nothing's there. Nothing's there. Nothing's there. And just frustrating when you're trying to interact with something. I agree with pretty much everything he said. But yeah, I, did too. I, I think that's all we've got on this RPG club. Are you ready to uh, convene that for now, Rich? Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where the story goes and um, if it gets... A little interesting. Yeah, me too. That was a, an arrangement of Behind the uh, Circuit, which I found on YouTube. And I don't have the person's name here, but I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, th that's going to do it for this week. Um, the next RPG club checkpoint is to reach the ice planet Desolus by uh, Sunday, October 23rd. If you're following along in the Game Facts Guide, that's section 6.2.13. Um, not going to go through all of our normal plugs, um, but please rate and review us. Tell your friends. Thanks for participating in the Patreon. Patrons, if you're out there, um, you can email us, rpgafteryears at gmail.com. What are some other ways they can reach us, Rich? Uh, through Discord. Discord is a great way for us to communicate with our community. It's such a strong community. It enjoys everybody that's there. Go see the notes uh, in, our, in our show notes or our pinned tweet on Twitter. Yes, speaking of Twitter, if you would like to reach out to us, you can find the show at RPG Years. And you can find me at The Scott Spot. And me at HailBlue1569. Absolutely. And that's going to do it for this uh, RPG Club episode. Let's hope that we all continue to enjoy the game and it really kicks off from here. Uh, I'm having a decent time, so. It's okay. <laughs> Until then, guys, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the RPG After Years. Bye. Bye.